guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I'm your host, Maria Bentz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you wanna check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop, and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode. Today I interview Janisha Alora, who is a former Miss Singapore and Southeast Asia Woman of Excellence. She won that award in 2010 and she is currently the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia that connects more than 200,000 women all across the region, and they have a presence in seven countries. With a vision to empower one million women, Janisha is passionate about helping women take their business from offline to attracting clients online and to help them get recognition and build a brand as a leader in business and make a positive impact in the world. She wants every woman to be able to own the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, and having financial independence. All righty, Janisha, welcome to the Marketing Mindset Podcast. I am so excited to chat with you today. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, um, I'm feeling good and doing great. Thank you, uh, Maria. Yes, yes. So this is exciting. So you're in Singapore. Um, this is really random, but I remember my history teacher in the 10th grade, she lived in Singapore for a few years and she would always talk about it, about how gorgeous it is, how beautiful it's always been on my bucket list to visit eventually. <laughs> so come. Yes. Don't wait. <laughs> so before we get started into all of your tips for online personal branding and things like that, I wanted to ask you, tell me about your entrepreneurial journey and how did you get to where you are today? Well, my journey is very interesting because I started working um, from uh, at a very young age when I was uh, 14 years old. So because I was forced kind of to get out there and put the bread and on the table and, mm-hmm. and I had to do that and I was exposed to being an instructor for yoga, aerobics and line dancing. And by doing that allowed me to have my first taste of entrepreneurship which was knowing how to leverage my time Mm -hmm. um, in a single hour because I was schooling. I wouldn't know how I could 
do my thing, do my stuff, right? Uh, then, then that was uh, allowed me to kind of, you know, build my income over a period of time. Uh, but subsequently, I went on to, you know, study occupational therapy, which is in the healthcare industry. And I knew that it, it, even though I had worked in the industry for a while, but it wasn't for me because it's in the nine to five. Mm-hmm. And eventually I jumped out to do my own thing and I w- became an image consultant after I won Miss Singapore. Then later on building up a cafe retail chain, uh, which was in three countries with 18 franchisees wow. and licenses. And after four years, we exited to a public listed company owner. And right now, I run the number one leading female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia, connecting more than 200,000 women across the region. So it's been quite a journey for me. Um, One of the things I learned is to really never say no to your failures and Mm. always turn your best into a message because only then we can be um, victorious in the things that we are doing, especially when we are in the path and journey of entrepreneurship. Wow, that's good. That that sounds like it could be a whole lifetime of business, like, you know, just... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and so, wow. So you started at 14 years old, kind of working and kind of seeing how that works. Do you think that really helped you kind of going into your 20s to really look at things a lot differently, a lot quicker? Definitely. When my peers are still enjoying their life, I think I was already looking at portfolios, looking at growing businesses and, and things like that. So definitely gave me a different perspective on um, the things I'm looking at. And that's why I went online in 2012. Mm-hmm. I decided to go from offline to online in 2012 uh, because I was trading time for money because I was I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't mm-hmm. get paid. So that was when I was doing my image consultancy work. And I, I couldn't see myself uh, moving forward to waste time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. How can I go online? So I kind of invested in myself to go online and I made my first $100,000 in three months and a million dollars within a single year. That's amazing. So going online, did you go online with Soul Rich Women? That wasn't the time yet. Okay. Okay. So how did you go online? What was your first online business? Oh, so uh, we saw beauty. I did beauty businesses and um, I did skincare uh, because leveraging on my titles as Miss Singapore. And then mm. I did actually e-commerce mm-hmm. and I helped the women set up their e-commerce stores as well. Okay, very cool. So tell me about your journey that of going in your three months going to 100k and then in 12 months going to a million. I'm sure any entrepreneur listening right now is like, Oh my gosh, how do I do that? What like take me through the steps of what that looked like? First, never work alone. Uh, you must really build up a team uh, who mm. to really support you on your journey. Um, number two is to uh, give high value content away for free. So I was running webinars every single Wednesday from the knowledge I gained by going online and I was just sharing every single Wednesday was at 9pm. By that consistency, all the Mm. women who followed me who didn't buy at first or who didn't sign up for anything at the beginning um, after they like kind of like understudied the whole webinar for like maybe a couple of months later, the sales process was a bit longer but because they needed to trust you online because it's a new thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and every week I was teaching something different and that definitely helped in building that uh, human connection and the relationship. 
So I didn't did all the automated webinar. I didn't really do all those because even though it was a one-time effort, uh, it's great. But the and somehow when we do a women business, women need to build that connection and trust. So that gave me an advantage in, in building the online presence and mm-hmm. online credibility. And plus the fact that you know, being able to be consistent allowed the people to come back and you know, put the money on the table and say, yes, this is my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take mm-hmm. it you know, and help me to go online. So that was how it, it went about. And last but not least, you really have to, of course, eventually deliver the full value of that product that you're selling and don't shortchange or always over deliver. Of course, on the upfront, you just state what you offer, but mm-hmm. whatever you have provided, always over deliver. I love that. So having a team, um, having consistency and then over delivering. I love it. And I think consistency, it's so interesting because I hear that so often and people who may be starting out, that sounds like such simple advice, like, oh really? But it's actually hard to be consistent, even with like, I would say even podcasting, we podcast three times a week. Um, you know, (laughs) yeah, keeping that up is hard. And, but it's true. The more you show up, the more people get used to you, the more they get to like you and they get to trust you. So that makes so much sense. So, and then I love how you mentioned team. So what are your, some of your like advice for entrepreneurs who are starting with a team, building that team up? Because I know I've um, heard that you kind of build that team up to almost like work without you. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I have a team now. I have a team of 21, but back then my team was even bigger. Uh, that time my team was about 30. Wow. 30, yeah. But they were offline. So now it's 21 online and back in those days were 30 offline. Wow. So that included full-timers and part-timers, but they were, they're on my payroll, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's really very different. So if you were to want to start a, a, a team, I think the biggest objection that I'm always hearing people saying is, I don't have money. I don't know how. Um, I think I can do it by myself. So how does it transpire? It means that, you know, all you need is just $50 a week or $50 a month. Outsource something that you hate to do so that you can focus on your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. That is the one strategy I'll advise anyone starting out building a team because you need to get used to the feeling of empowering trust for that someone to do it out of your hands and be able to allow the person to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and still be able to forgive them and love them (laughs) and then growing them from there. I mean, it's true. I mean, I built an entire team. I can tell you people make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, we also make mistakes. We can't expect an outsource to be perfect in everything that we do. And the second thing is you must know what to do. Don't expect someone of the of your hire or, or outsource, whether it's a VA or is it a, a, a team member to know what's in your mind or in your in your stomach, you know. They don't know. They're not they're not a part of you. They're not a parasite leeching mm-hmm. off you to know and read your mind, you know. They can't. So you must must set a system and process if possible to even get them started and tell them your expectations. What is it that you want? Mm-hmm. And last but not least, don't hire one person to do everything. That's BS because nobody can be multitasking like you do and knowing the business inside out. Usually hire somebody for their specific function and role and then reward them accordingly and then later on grooming them up to different positions or different departments so that they can really thrive in your organization and be growing with you and be there to support Mm -hmm. you. 
So I have like a, I used to hire this, this girl. She has been with me for about six years now. This VA, and she used to do because I, I do a lot of uh, Facebook live mm-hmm. and live streaming actually. So she take all my videos and do a lot of editing, and that was like six seven, six years ago. And now because technology has evolved, she can no longer her work is already replaced by the video editing tools to edit those videos, putting subtitles, putting animations, and I have to move her to different departments. And so that she continued to stay with us and while honing her skill set. So now she's doing a lot of like podcast editing, you know, moving up towards, uh, you know, how can you uh, do Amazon and Kindle publishing? You know, we have mm. to move them through that areas, right? So that we take it off our plates and empower them to do um, what we don't want to do. Yeah. But then like I said, training must be provided. It's really very important. Don't expect your team to know what to do. Mm-hmm. That that is such good advice, and I could relate. Like when I first started to hire my first person, I was so so scared, so nervous. But then the second I did it, and then you know a few months in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I didn't do this sooner because it makes your life so much easier because you get to focus on other money making activities. And I love how you mentioned even start with fifty dollars a week or fifty dollars a month. Start with something, see how it works, and then you know little by little we can start building up. And I love that you mentioned, don't have one team member do everything. Because <laughs> when I first started, I did the assistant first. Like I, ha- I heard she was my assistant. And I think I like put so much at her where she was like, oh my gosh, she did everything wonderfully and so good. But I definitely noticed that once I started separating those activities, things just started working and flowing so much smoothly. So that is so important. Yeah, definitely. And do you know that most of my team are very long time with me already and they're not, they not local staff. They are from the Philippines, from Malaysia mm. and different countries. They've been on my team for five years at least. So, you know, why people stay in your organization, even, even though there's always a better salary and better option out there, you must be able to motivate your team and that they want to grow with you. I love that. That is so good. So tell me about Soul Rich Woman. What is it and what inspired you to get it started? Well, well, Soul Rich Woman basically help women to um, go from offline to online. We basically want to support women to own and love the F word, which is financial independence, being fabulous, have freedom, and of course, family. So I really believe that the key of financial independence gives women choices, choices to put food on table, choices to go on more holidays, choices to do many things that she wants to do. So we do that and we only do one thing in our entire organization and an entire platform. So we have a $12 a month membership where women can actually join us where they get two videos every single month, a master, two master classes every single month. And they need, they need structured learning where they don't have to you know, piecemeal things together. So like this month is about lead generation and mm. overcoming COVID situation. How do you recession-proof your business? So really, really, how can we help women to develop the uh, online strategy be seen as a leader as well as to get clients online. So that is one thing and the main thing and the only thing we do in a nutshell. I love it. That is so, so good. So speaking about kind of COVID and going online. So I know there's, you know, I feel like right now everyone is trying to see how can they go online. So have you guys ever worked with maybe like your typical brick and mortar business there, you know, they have a physical location, but they haven't been online. Have you helped them transition online? And if so, give me some tips. (laughs) 
Oh, um, okay. So I think the main thing is a lot of uh, business owners are trying to do the offline way to go online. Let me give you one of the big hit industries here in Singapore, mm-hmm. which is the fitness industry and life, yes. lifestyle freelancers. Okay, They are doing offline instruction, teaching a class of $80 or $100 an hour. Or mm-hmm. maybe for a student, they collect $20 uh, for one student and in a class they can fit 20 students so that will be $400 an hour so their income potential in one hour is $400 but when they went online they just bought a software and called Zoom and then and then and then they just okay you know, I'm going to hold an online class now uh, and then they're going to charge the same price $20 mm. do you think it's going to work? the answer is no why? First, you must understand the consumers that go offline to pay $20 to go into your class in a physical setting is because they want to have an interaction offline and so that they can have fun, sweat mm-hmm. on the mat, right? And laughter as well together as a class. But when they're online, the expectation is, I'm not seeing you in person. And why do I want to pay you that much of, uh, you know, $20, right? Mm-hmm. So... Therefore, some of them try to do uh, $5 a person in a class and it becomes everything, the income per, uh, potential in an hour for 20 people or less now could be just $5, some 20, 100 bucks. Yeah. Which could be $400, right? Yeah. But then again, then again, because they're all using the offline method to do online, they forgot that by just, oh, I got this class. They forgot a pre-launch. If you talk about launch strategy, you need to give small pieces of bite-sized value to lead up to the big event. And that is mm. what we always learn online, remember? So for example, we, we can do a planking for a minute. Today, I share with you how do you do a proper squat. The next day, I show you how do you do my move with, you, uh, with me together uh, properly. And by building this momentum up, it allows the announcement of that class, of online class, to be more fully filled than just, hey, I got this class, like as though you're doing it offline. So it really, what I'm seeing right now, the trend that's happening, people are just getting the software, but it's never about the software, never about that. What is your strategy, you know, going from offline to online? And this is what is happening right now. So I talk a lot about how people forget that they need to position, they mm-hmm. need to be memorable. So let me give you the two M's. The first M is to be memorable because if this Zumba instructor versus that Zumba instructor is offering the same $5 value in a class, then now as online consumer, I'll be choosing which one more handsome. Mm. Am I right? It's no longer just about supporting the instructor in a single location. It's like who is more good looking or who do I like better because <laughs> yeah, you're watching yeah. from home at your fingertips, right? Your finger yeah. do the exercising. <laughs> yeah. So there is serious issues on this and people forget. So yeah. even though you can have supporters, but they forget the attention spent online is so short. Three to seven seconds is all you've got to keep them alive, to click on your link and join you in a class online. So therefore, you know, you really need to be memorable and really heat up, heat up the excitement, build up the momentum, which is the second M, so that people will come to you by building up the small pieces of value that lead up to the big event or lead up to the big class that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So that is one strategy that uh, I've been talking about and sharing with the freelancer and fitness industry here that I've, I've felt really 
really strongly for them because you know they're losing their income you know or almost zero income I mean that's really sad yeah yeah I know that's crazy one of our clients is a fitness um, they're a local gym here and with our county everything has been shut down so they had to shut down their gym so they've been you know trying to go online so something that we've been working with them and I think it's kind of what you're saying let me know what you think but um is taking the next two weeks with just building up their leads. Like, like I said, kind of showing up online, building community. Cause they were online before they started, you know, showing up online maybe three, six months ago. But I feel like, you know, to really capture people's attention, they could, you know, they need to start showing up more. So for the next two weeks, we're really building up on building their email list, providing free information and just focusing on building new leads. Then mid April, we'll come out with a, like a low ticket offer that is related to, you know, their free content that they're putting out right now. And then in May and June come out with, um, kind of a higher ticketed offer. I love that. In fact, that is awesome. But meanwhile, we, we are doing lead generation throughout the entire process. So I, I love that. And a lot of people take it for granted or they don't even know. Like I say, it's never about the software that you buy because the, like that soft, that piece of software that we are talking about is by right the most like said, po- most popular or most well-known uh, software. So people have a tendency to think, okay, as long as I have, I have Facebook, Facebook Live or, or Zoom, I will be online. So the same mentality of offline bringing to online will not work. And the way for it to work is to really understand your um, first being memorable. And then are you building a momentum by first giving small pieces of value mm-hmm. and then building up to the big ticket item that we are talking about? Mm-hmm. So, and talking about Align, talking about showing up, I know it's all kind of related to personal branding. I know that you're, that's kind of your thing is personal branding. So what would you say, let's talk about the importance of having an excellent personal brand in today's digital connected world. Um, why do you think it's important and what are your tips for online and offline entrepreneurs to kind of think about? Now, personal branding is even more important than ever because first and foremost, are you memorable? There's only three to seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's such a short time. Even, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, even you, you look left, you look right, someone else is posting on Facebook. You look left, you look right, someone else is doing Zoom. You look left, you look right, somebody just... Especially right now, it. everyone's online. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and Facebook died on us just the other day, right? They couldn't live stream, they, you know, the, 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 the software crashed, you know. So how, you know? So then, then people forget and they want it instantly they want like i want my result now i want my offline result to online now but they forgot that when they build their offline presence they took years to build up to their offline presence this is true yeah to where they are now they took years to build up their offline presence but now when they went online they decided okay it gotta be instant then um, I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram. It has got to be now. So I think this whole mentality of wanting to build up the personal brand needs time. And the only way, then the only way you can be seen and be heard is to be freaking consistent. And that is the key. Because if your competitor next to you is showing up every single day and they are getting customers and yourself, you're not getting any, then you're going to reflect 
what are you doing? What massive mm-hmm. action are you doing to achieve massive results? So I always say this, even though you're so inspired by many influencers or thought leaders around the world, but are you taking action? Because only with inspiration, if you're inspired and you take action and also model after successful people, that will bring you true success, especially in the online world. Yes. What do you say to people? I'm sure you've heard this. People are like, but I'm so nervous to show up online. I'm so scared. Like, what are people going to (laughs) say? Get started. Just just, just take take action, you know? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. I mean, we all have noises in our heads. I mean, what's new, right? Of yeah. course, then another way would be don't do it alone. Find someone who is like-minded. That's why you need a community. Mm. Like That's why Soul Rich Women, we have the community component as well where the women can gather you know, in the online space, in the Facebook group, in the online membership area where they can hang out and talk to each other. And that really gives the kind of support because you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. Yeah, this is so true. So what about, so people are online, they're building their personal brand. What are your advice for, how do you cultivate such a big and strong community like Soul Rich Women? Because you have, how many women is, are in your community now? Uh, more than 200,000. That's a lot. And yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> By being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I need a, that needs to be the title of this podcast, right? No, but this is so true. <laughs> Yeah, but there's no, no shortcut because yeah. a lot of people think by building a community, I mean, I love the women, other women who's building communities and I really take their heads off them and they're really trying. But like I said, it's all about that consistency. And if only if you show up and you're consistent, that's when people will want to follow you. Because what we talk about is being a tribe leader, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have that vision. You have to be that charismatic leader and that you have a different solution, a different um, experience for them. It's not a better solution, not a better way. It's a different way for them to achieve for us is to achieve your financial independence. So by owning and loving the F word creates a different uh, experience for them and by having a you know like a culture mm-hmm. them into the culture of no gossiping um, mm-hmm. ask clarifying questions play win-win together we win and alone you are strong together we are unstoppable allows them to put on a cape when they join a community it's like they're fully transformed into this super mom and superwoman you know when yeah. they join a and that gives them a space to to flourish. So so when you consider building this online space or that community, whatever that is to you, you must allow them to sense that transformation, that possibility when they join you. I love that. So I love that. That is so, so important, especially just no gossip, ask clarifying questions, making sure that when you're coming into the community that you're getting the best that you can and so can others around you. So I have to ask, how long did it take you to build this type of community? Five years. Five years, so a long time. And you were con- I'm sure you were consistent. In the beginning, How? Like, take me to that first year. How did that look like? Was it a lot of you know, showing up for free a lot of the time until you kind of built that trust? Or how did it, how did it look like? 
So back in, like I said, uh, in 2012, 2013, I went online. And 2013, mm-hmm. that was when I started to give high-value content away for free for an entire year. Every single Wednesday, rain or shine, at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. I run this one-hour, two-hour, three-hour-long webinars where I hang out with the girls and I teach them something, ask them questions. And that was how I built up. But I started with zero viewers zero followers you know and then yeah. sometimes you're like to the sound of <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was how it was before and um, that was how I built up and along the way um, I do still show up but I no longer do three-hour webinars because I learn even more in that okay I could run uh, automation and, and things that play on its own build more digital products to serve the customers I think one very important thing is to fall in love with the consumers and fall in love with the customers and don't fall in love with your own product because mm. only when you fall in love with your customers, you love them very dearly and that is when you can serve them even better. You can guide them, coach them, mentor them to the next level and that's when they will bring people and when your marketing message is strong, that's when they will come. So build your products because you love your customers. Don't love your product, then build some, try and find customers to fit your products. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I love that. I love that. That is yeah. so, so important. So starting from zero followers to where you are today, how did you start getting people to trickle into your webinars? How? Yeah. Master the F word, which is <laughs> Facebook ads and funnels. <laughs> okay. Than, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So also the F word. Yeah. Do you, whenever you first mention F word, um, if people don't know about your brand or people are like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, but you catch attention, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love it. So in 2020, um, kind of a weird time right now, but what trends do you think entrepreneurs should pay attention to in 2020? Voice marketing, definitely. Get into podcasting mm-hmm. and uh, video podcasting and eventually live streaming. So I'm kind of like reverse. I was live streaming, then I was like podcast and live streaming and then went to podcasting, you know. So I kind of <laughs> like go the reverse way because my live streams become my podcast. So, so it definitely, definitely uh, voice marketing is definitely on the rise because podcast SEO um, is going to rise and, you know, Google is going to be making all these podcasts into searchable materials. And really my experience um, having done live streaming to podcasting, podcasting gave me the reach to the, mm. the listeners around the world because where live stream couldn't give me the reach because live stream basically is the people who hang out with you on your particular platform either it's a YouTube or Facebook or Instagram it's that number of followers on that platform itself mm-hmm. but with podcasting wow um, not right now uh, our listeners are in 48 countries like that's amazing why yeah. would I even imagine that so yeah. that blew my mind when I did did that action and I, I trusted my prediction was this year it's all about voice marketing it's going out there don't think about doing long form content if you don't know how to don't be afraid to do micro podcasting I really love and I endorse that if you can do like 10 minutes like maximum 15 Mm-hmm. I mean, go for it. I mean, really depends on your crowd and audience, but micro-podcasting is definitely on the rise. Just yeah. look at Neil Patel, School of Marketing, right? 
uh, marketing school. They have been doing this for thousands of episodes and they are, on, they are still so popular and they have millions of downloads. And the reason that they have so much downloads is because it's short, easy, straight to the point and you know, great for people to learn. So I guess that when you want to do something for your business now, you have to look into ways to reach out multiple approaches, multiple ways to connect with your audience. Because three to seven seconds, that's all attention they have. If they see you on multiple platforms, they're like, hey, I, I can, I've seen this brand before. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I've, I've seen this before. I mean, let's check them out. So may, they may not purchase from you right up at the instant, but definitely maybe down the road, they will. After you know, building up your sales process and cycle and getting the eyeballs that needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I don't know about you, but especially I feel like right now during COVID, our podcast downloads, I feel like have shot up in the last few weeks. And I feel like people are just listening, trying to get inspiration, trying to get, you know, some hope and insights for their businesses or even for their lives. I've talked to my friend, she owns a podcasting agency. And she said that like 80% of her clients from all different industries, all of their downloads have shot up because of this situation. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with you. I think for 2020, I think podcasting is still so young and I agree. Like we've had people find us through like random things. I'm like, how did you find us? And like, Oh, um, iTunes like recommended your podcast. Cause I was listening to this other podcast, but it's interesting cause their algorithm is so different. And I feel like it's so easy for you to get found by new listeners. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And we have got uh, monetization opportunities, people writing to us. I'm like, huh? Wait, you know about us, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, your podcast. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So what is next for you in 2020? Well, continue to build up um, the traction and, you know, and supporting women who are trying to do their offline business to go online. I think the, the main notion is we don't teach women to do business, do online business, but we help women to bring their business online. Mm. I think that is, you know, even though it sounds the same, actually it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, true. I love it. So where can people connect with you online? So I have two free downloads and two free gifts for you today. Now, if you want to build up your personal brand, I have uh, my book for you to download, okay? Uh, And also, it's called Personal Branding Secrets. And also, one more book uh, is called How Do You Delegate 80% of Your To-Do List So That You Can Make Money Online and, you know, and of course, focus on your zone of genius. And this is available at my website at soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N. And if you love today's episode, please connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Genesha Allura, G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. Awesome. I'm like, ooh, I need to download those books. Those sound amazing. And we'll definitely include your links in the podcast show notes. But thank you so much for joining me today. This was so much fun. I loved learning about you and um, all of your insights. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.